1: Welcome to the Fairways of Life show, folks, from wherever around the world you are joining us. I'm on the road today just outside of NBC Sports hosting Golf Central tonight. Thank you, too, to everybody for your kind comments from PGA Tour Live's coverage that I was hosting from the players through the Valspar Championship. That's on ESPN+. Plus. It was a lot of fun. Got a chance to see a lot of old friends and work with some great people. Again, let's see. I saw Lisa Cornwell up there. I saw Ryan Burr. I saw Mark Rolfing. Uh, I was working with Craig Perks all week, uh, Brian Katrick, Steve uh, Scott. Uh, who else did I see up there? I'm sure I haven't given you all of them. Oh, uh, John Coachman, Karen Stupples. I saw Jerry Foltz. So it was really cool. And it's, it, it's a, a re- really impressive. John Swamtech, Mark Immelman. It's a really impressive setup that they have uh, in it, the ability to take four different channels from every tour event and bring you all this action is pretty incredible. And it was a lot of fun as well. So thanks again for, for all of the comments about that. And for last night at golf central tonight too, really looking forward to it. And when we look back, remember, we weren't with you yesterday because I was in the air. So we did kind of a new hybrid show that we're going to try to do to make sure that we have shows on uh, throughout the course of the week, even when I have to travel for my work. But, We didn't get a chance to hear from our PGA Tour radio recap, which for the players uh, and then the Valspar, in this case, was Earl Forsey and Mark McCumber. So, gents, amazing that once again youth was served on the PGA Tour.
2: Well, Matt, thanks. The Florida swing ends with some drama at the Valspar Championship alongside this week, 10-time winner in the PGA Tour, Mark McCumber. Mark, this is always a difficult golf course. There was a lot of low scoring early in the week, but the snake pit is always a factor, and that's where this tournament was decided on Sunday. Sam Burns, a winner for a second time at the Valspar Championship.
3: Yeah, I'll tell you what. It may be the final tournament of the Florida Swing, but it's one of my favorite golf courses. I think one of the best natural golf courses in the state of Florida. Tree line fairways, elevation, up and down. And, and the course shined well. It played easier because it was soft during the week. But uh, we never had strong wins. But today, a little more of the teeth showed up. And I think that made for a really strong finish. The guys in the snake pit had to battle hard. Uh, That bogey that uh, Sam Burns made on the 71st hole of the tournament on 17, it looked like it may cost him the tournament. But he wins dramatically when they went back to the snake pit on 16. What a great tournament.
2: Mark, let's talk about the two that were in the playoff. Let's start with the winner, Sam Burns. He's now a three-time winner in the PGA Tour. Twice now this season, 25 years old, he's quickly become one of the best young players in the game of golf.
3: Yeah, there's no question. You can tell by the way he carries himself. I mean, he plays with a lot of confidence, He's a bravado, uh, but it's you know, it's 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 controlled. He he plays quickly. He doesn't rush, but he doesn't take any extra time. And the watch the way he is over those putts. Uh, you know, he doesn't add to the routine when the pressure builds. He's a good. He's a good ball striker. Great putter. Sometimes the driver is a little, a little awry. But uh, a lot of heart, and uh, we look for him to win a lot more tournaments. I know I do.
2: And what about the rookie Davis Riley? Look, he shoots 62 to take the lead Saturday. Survived a devastating triple bogey in a par five on the front nine Sunday, and nearly won the tournament. Got to a playoff.
3: I think the very fact that he went from a lead, a couple shot lead to being behind with that triple, the eighth that he made, could have unglued a lot of lesser players. I think he showed his mettle. He should take a lot from this. He was a great junior player, great college player, and he's showing he has everything it takes to win on the tour. Tremendous birdie in the snake pit on the 17th hole, He came within just a putt of inside of 15 feet on the last hole to be a winner already. I think he has a lot to play for in the future. Those 300 FedEx Cup points, Earl, is going to serve him well to take care of his exemption at the end of the year to make the playoffs. I think he's well on his way to a good career.
2: Well, Matt, time flies. The Florida swing is done. We head to Texas now. Break out the brackets for this week's World Golf Championships Dell Technologies Match Play.
1: Thank you very much, Earl and Mark. That's exactly where we're going in just a little bit here on the Fairways of Life show. You can hear PGA Tour radio week in and week out on the PGA Tour app and on PGATour.com. It works all over the world and it is for free. Or if you subscribe to the National Satellite Service, Sirius XM. So there was a lot of news that came out over the last couple of days uh, and, and some of it was Concerning, namely with Nellie Corda that, that, and I'm going to get into it in a second with her in more detail about a blood clot in her arm, but also in the last call it 12 hours that Phil Mickelson will not be playing in the Masters in 2022. There's a lot of sources of information on this, Uh, although none of the information has particular depth to it. It's pretty much reporting just what can be seen and what can be known. For example, this is from golfdigest.com. Joe Bial is the accredited author on this one. Title, Phil Mickelson will not play in the Masters in 2022 and writes as follows. Phil Mickelson's sabbatical will keep him out of the 2022 Masters tournament. On Monday, fans noticed that Mickelson's name was no longer listed in this year's field on the tournament website. I saw, from what I could tell on social media, it it seemed like Bob Herrig was the one who flagged this. I'm stepping away from the article, obviously. It seemed like Bob Herrig was the one who who flagged this. A veteran golf writer had been with ESPN for years and years and years, now off-writing on his own, I believe. Dom, check me on this. I believe that he is writing for the... Uh, SI, uh, the the, uh, Alex Maselli, what's the name of that newsletter that they put out? Morning Read, I believe it is.
4: He's with SI.com right now.
1: Yeah, but that's the, the, the distribution on a daily basis. I believe it's called Morning Read. Yeah. Right. Goes right into. Okay. So Dom says yes. That is all right. So I believe he was the one that broke. Sorry. And I'm I'm pausing on this because I think credit should be given where credit is due. Instead, Mickelson is listed. Getting back to it. Instead, Mickelson is listed under quote past champions not playing end quote. As this development spread on social media, a source confirmed to Golf Digest that Mickelson will indeed not be in the competition. Mickelson, 51, is a three-time Masters champion and the reigning PGA champ. However, following the Fire Pit Collective's February publication of an interview conducted last November in which Mickelson stated he was using a Saudi-backed Golf circuit as leverage against the PGA touring claimed he had paid lawyers to draw up the league's operating charter. Mickelson announced he would be taking a leave from the sport. Quote The past 10 years, I felt the pressure and stress slowly affecting me at a deeper level. Uh, Mickelson said in a February 22nd statement acknowledging his reckless comments continuing I know I have not been my best and desperately need some time away to prioritize the ones I love most and work on being the man I want to be End quote the hiatus included skipping the players championship the tours flagship event two weeks ago he has not played since the Saudi international in early February Mickelson has made 29 career starts at the Masters. This will mark his first absence from the tournament since 1994. The 2022 Masters begins April 7th. Hideki Matsuyama is the defending champion. So how we read that is very, very unclear. For example, it is unclear in this case, was it Phil's decision not to play? I saw a lot of confusion on Social media saying, well, maybe he's suspended by the PGA Tour. That wouldn't impact the Masters. The Masters can do whatever they want to. Why would the Masters suspend him or ask him not to go? Well, I don't know. It's an invitational. Would would something like that happen? Uh, interesting too is that Tiger was not listed under former champions, not scheduled. How do you read? Into that. So to read as much as we are into Phil not being there and the reasons why, I think it's also interesting into the part about Tiger Woods and say, well, what do we read into that piece of information? As all it is right now is pretty much reading the clouds. We have some facts, but the facts do not necessarily tell any of the story that's behind it. Now, Dom, you did mention that in Gary Williams' Five Club podcast when he interviewed uh, Greg Norman recently, I guess Greg Norman at least said that he had been in recent contact with Phil Mickelson, which to my knowledge is the only person that we've heard kind of in a public forum yet that's that has said that they've been in touch with
4: him. Uh, yeah, at the time at it- that that interview took place, which I maybe it was a week ago. I'm not even sure the specific times of the, or the the date of it. He also did an interview with the, I think it's called the Subpar Podcast, Colton. Yeah, that was him, before Gary's. Yes, yeah. Yep. Um, you know, he's he's there. It's complicated, but he's making the media rounds, if you will, uh, to promote this new live sort of golf series of events coming out. And he did mention uh, in the Gary Williams interview. That he had been in contact with Phil Mickelson. I believe his words were within the last day or two at the time of that interview. Yeah. So he obviously spoke to him. And he, at least during that conversation that I saw, he did not, Greg Norman, I'm talking about, did not sound like Phil was angry at him or he was angry at Phil. He kind of sounded like they talked through some things and that they were on good terms and that he had made a mistake, but that everybody makes mistakes, et cetera, et cetera. I just, this whole situation is is wholly unique. Let's put it that way.
1: (laughs) It it is. Uh, I'm curious in that regard what mistake Greg Norman is referring to. I mean, Phil's definitely facing fallout from the way that he conducted himself and the things that he said and and what was released. Uh, But I'm curious what the what the mistake is other than the offense to this new league and, and to their, their backers, the Saudis, the, the, uh, I I can't even remember what Phil's exact quote was in that. I know he said they were, he didn't use the word mean, dangerous, scary. That's what he used. He used the word scary. They're scary MFers is what he said. Uh, So, I'm uh, any, any speculation on that? Because again, I didn't hear that podcast. So I'm curious with all my travel and all my work, I'm curious. Uh, yeah, you I, any- I didn't
4: have the opportunity to listen to every second of it because it was rather long. Um, but I think he was just referencing the the comments that you just referenced The all the stuff that were, you know, the stuff that came out with Shipnuck was sort of, I don't know if he, he specifically called that a mistake, but he referenced that as, you know, <laughs> probably wasn't the greatest thing to say you know, he he was skirting a lot of lines and there's a lot of gray area here. Um, I do think that there's a lot of word going around that. Obviously, their first ana- their first event, this Live Golf Investments series coming out, this first first of eight events is scheduled for June. Well, that's not very far away. I think everyone is expecting some player announcements pretty soon here. I mean, we could be talking about weeks uh, before we start to see lists of names of players who've officially committed uh, I've, I've to play these I've heard we're events.
1: we're talking about days or hours, Don, before we start to find out who some of these players are.
4: Yeah, I mean, I do think that there's – I think everybody sort of has a confident um, guess. You could probably – there's probably at least five people, I think, that everyone can confidently say, yeah, these people are probably – it's pretty much they're on they this is happening, it just hasn't been announced. But I, I, I'm I, I don't know how you feel, Matt, but I am fully expecting and Andrew, I see that. You can bring that in. This is the if you're watching on the television side, these are the eight events and the corresponding dates, and there are venues that have been determined. You see at the Centurion Club in London in June is the first scheduled event. And I believe the and Matt, I think Matt has a press release and he can read the fine details if he wants to. But I think what they're saying is 48 player maximum per event. And if they don't have 48 players, they'll play with less for that same purse, which is millions and millions I guess $20 million for each of these events. So, and even more uh, for that last event, the team championship on October, you see on the screen. I think it's a $50 million purse for that event. What I was going to ask you, Matt, which I think is interesting, is I I would be surprised if we aren't surprised by some of the players who are going to probably end up doing this. I think there's yeah, I think that's... players that everyone's expecting, but we're going to end up seeing five or six or ten names and everybody's going to be like, oh, didn't see that coming.
1: Yeah, and I agree with you on that. Uh, it's... I had a really interesting conversation with a former player over the last few days. And this player is very prominent, uh, has won at the highest level in the game of golf. And he said an interesting thing to me. He said, you're going you're gonna to see, even if they, st-, and, and from what we're hearing is that their intention is to start. Right. Dom mentioned that first event is at the Centurion Club. That's June 9 through 11. After that, on July 1 through 3, it's in Portland at Pumpkin Ridge. And I saw some scuttlebutt online about members being upset about uh, the event being there. I guess it's a corporate owned uh, facility and they weren't really advised or something. Um, July 29 through 31, it will be at Trump National Golf Club in Bedminster, New Jersey. September 2 through 4, it will be in Boston at the International. September 16 to 18, it will be in Chicago at Rich Harvest Farms. October 7 through 9, will be in Bangkok at Stone Hill. October 14 through 16, Jeddah Royal Greens Golf and Country Club. October 28 through 30, that's the team championship that Dom was referring to. So this player, and again, very prominent individual in the game, said to me that he thinks what's going to happen is they're going to have that first tournament in June and the field will be, let's say, sparse. And a player, and again, he didn't mean to be insulting, he was just trying to put it in balance to the conversation, he said, i nobody, obviously anyone that's Playing professional golf at whatever level is, is really not a nobody. They still stand amongst a very tiny, tiny fraction of a percentage of, of those who play the game at the highest level. But nonetheless, he said a nobody is going to win, and they're going to win all that money. And you're going to have players that have been playing for a long time and have, have had and are currently having success, and they're going to look at that payday and go, What? so it's really interesting. And I've talked about this many times that what's happening with this league with Greg Norman's league is that the game of golf has never had a challenge to its top tiers before that was so well-funded. And it's quite clear that live golf investments and the the Saudi back fund that's behind them is not intimidated about spending money. Uh, I'm, it's and i know the uproar that that this has caused and i think it's interesting that golf means that much to the saudi royal family that they they think they can use it as a vehicle to change their image if you please or at least send forth the message that they want sent forth it's it's very interesting and and having said that i'm also not naive i know that they they're using other means as well they're invested in the and the premiership and and anywhere and everywhere else. There is, there is a tremendous amount of hypocrisy that, that accompanies all this as well. But in this case, it is, it is them behind this league in earnest, and it's not just from an investment standpoint. So uh, I, I, I understand that, that there's a, a greater fervor about it. I also understand that there's a lot of effort from a competitive standpoint to protect oneself going on from the, the other tours around the world. Can't blame them. For, for being very steadfast in what they're doing as well. But for many people, it is a question of morality, to which I've asked the question many times, would, would those who are outrageously upset about this feel the same way if the source of funding behind this new tour was something else or someone else? Remember, there's still the Premier Golf League, which is not Greg Norman's group. They were the original group, the Premier Golf League, to come out. And there was original talk about those groups being one, but now they're two separate groups. So there's still talk about uh, that group as well. And they're all throwing around these outrageous sums of money, massive sums of money, uh, which having been in and around this game for as long as I have, I'm not quite sure the numbers that I'm hearing are economically sustainable. That just sounds a bit outrageous to me uh, on, on the front end. Uh, but that has to flesh itself out. Pe- people with with the mind, the economic minds, to to look through all that. When it comes to live golf investments in the Saudis, uh, theirs is not about speculation. We know that they have the funds. That family is uh, reportedly uh, the royal family is reportedly worth over a trillion dollars. T, in in that regard. So uh, it is very fascinating. And that comment made by that player. Uh, really settled on me and really made me scratch my head and go, wow, could that happen? And then last night, another thing uh, took place that I, that I took a look at where they had the all time money winners on the PGA tour. And of course, Tiger Woods is number one, uh, Dom, you could check me on this, but I believe it was $120 million for Tiger and it went down, you know, accordingly, uh, Jim Furyk, for example, is 70 something million dollars and, and, um, VJ Sings around that level, et cetera. And when you look at those numbers, as layman, when we look at those numbers, we can look at him and go, whoa, that is so much money. $120 million for Tiger Woods, who's won, you know, 82 times in tour. He's won 15 major championships, et cetera. And then at the same time as I was looking at that, I'm going to my app and I'm on you know, my ESPN app or whatever. And because the baseball season is coming around and, and teams are finalizing contracts with players now that everything is up and earnest again, but it's all on a really rushed schedule so that they don't miss any games. And I'm seeing three year contracts for players in excess of a hundred million dollars or more. Dom, how much did Aaron Rogers sign for, uh, in his, his, uh, brand new contract with the Packers. I I
4: don't want to give you a a guess number, so I'm going to look it up. I think I know what it is, but I want to confirm the number before I share it. The numbers, by the way, that you said about the money list are accurate. It's $120 plus that Tiger won career-wise. Phil is second. With 95 million, just shy of 95 million, Dustin Johnson is third on that list with 73 million. Jim Furyk, as you mentioned, 71 million. Vijay Singh is also 71 million and change. Roy McIlroy is 59 million and change. I do, I do think what is interesting, <clears throat> with the live golf investments aside, the PGA Tour has been boosting a lot of their purses, and I'm sure will continue to do so. And the amount of money that these guys can make now when they win tournaments. I think in the next five to 10 years, this list will shift quite a bit. Oh, actually. yeah. Yeah. Because oh, yeah, they're yeah. They're going to make definitely... so, much, so much more money now than they did in the next five years. They did the last 10 years.
1: Right. But but bear in mind, the, the, the tour just signed a new rights agreement that kicked in this year. And that rights agreement, so those, that primary source of funds, et cetera, though you expect that it will escalate, is a 10-year deal. So- Yes, you're correct that the purses will go up, and the purses are going to get high. By comparison, though, in fairness, they're not right now. If I remember in the Aaron Rodgers deal, I think it was around fifty million dollars a year for the it's first. It's one hundred and fifty
4: point eight million over three years. With an right, average so it's around fifty million a year. But I think
1: it, I think it goes forty eight for the first, forty nine for the next. He gets more in the third. Blah blah blah. But it, it's one hundred and fifty million. So that's a three year deal. Where, you know, again, I'm, and I'm not suggesting that, because to me it's, it's, it becomes monopoly money after a while for these guys, but for Tiger to make $120 million over monopoly. the course of his career, which standing alone looks like a massive amount of money, and then you consider that Aaron Rodgers is going to get that in three seasons and his new contract with the Packers. It's just interesting. Now, you can look at that and go, whoa, 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 whoa. That's the NFL. It's very different price structure. It's free market society. And there's massive money coming in from television rights. There's massive money coming in uh, from the teams individually because they're they're huge stadiums and and everything that goes into the machine that is the NFL. And I get that and I respect that, too. All I'm saying is, is that for us to try to remain balanced in our perspective on all these things are players looking at these other opportunities and going, hmm, okay, I only have so long to play here. For me to play in 72-hole events, I can only play so many before the body starts to break down. Frankly, I think we saw a lot of early in the week, at least, fatigue at the Valspar. Understandable. Players went long. It was was a grueling week for everybody because of the weather and because of the, the stature of the tournament anyway. And I thought we saw some some pretty sloppy play through the Valspar, in particular, like Colin Morikawa looked at me like he never really found his stride, probably exhausted. And then we thrust ourselves right into a World Golf Championship event this week. Another short week because it starts on Wednesday. Well, Live Golf Investments, by by their own relief, says, "Welcome to Live Golf, where our mission is to modernize and supercharge the game of professional golf via expanded opportunities for both players and fans alike." Starting in June, twenty twenty two. The Live Golf Invitational will introduce an eight-event series showcasing an innovative new golf format featuring individuals and teams competing for more than $250 million in prize purses. $250 million in prize purses. 54 holes. Okay, so I see 54 holes, and my first question is, so no world ranking points, right? No cut So that means you show up, you're getting a check anyway. And then shotgun starts. They write the following. In year one, there will be a max of 48 players on 12 four-man teams in a truly global field with golfers invited from all tours around the world to... Beta tests the new format. The 2022 Live Golf Invitational Series will unfold over seven regular season events that crown an individual champion and culminates in a team championship match play event for $50 million. So there is a lot to chew on here. Ultimately, I think the, the people who are vehemently against this league because of it being backed by the Saudi Public Investment Fund are basing their, their repulsion on moral grounds, of which they have every right to do such. But the money that's being tossed around here, I think what Dom suggested is correct. I think it is going to get the attention of players, and they're going to look at it, and they're going to go, you know what? There's if If you really want to dig into the hypocrisy of the game, if you want to talk about regimes where events have been held up until right now, the DP World Tour, formerly known as the European Tour, held an event in Russia. There are multiple events, for example, held in China. So if the game is going to base its decisions on where things can and should happen against a moral compass, we all might have to take a much, much closer look. More of the Fairways of Life show coming up after this break. We we'll want to talk to you about Nellie Corda and what she is dealing with. We're going to break down the brackets for the World Golf Championships Dell Technologies match play. The Fairways of Life show is presented by the PGA Tour Superstore, the number one golf retailer in America. They have stores spread out from coast to coast, and they, yes, are big and huge and beautiful and have whatever you could possibly want for your golf game within. We're talking about all of the huge brands in the apparel companies. You watch the players on tour, on the LPGA Tour, and you see an outfit, and you go, Wow, those, I like those trousers. I like that shirt. Uh, 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 Donna, you'd like what, what so-and-so's wearing, et cetera. You can find it at the PGA Tour Superstore. I think a great place to get started, though, is pgatoursuperstore.com. Because when you go on there, say it's uh, maybe some of the Murray clothing or whatever it is that you're interested in, different looks, different styles, feels, you can see what sizes are available and colors even deeper than what you could get in a retail setting. It is very cool indeed. More of the Fairways of Life show
0: coming up after this. Ben Hogan demanded perfection in every golf club that bore his name. We still do. Exceptional quality, exceptional craftsmanship, exceptional price. Order your custom built combo iron set at benhogangolf.com.
1: Ireland is home to over 400 courses, including a third of the world's natural links and a selection of exceptional championship courses in amazing locations, as well as hosting the prestigious Ryder Cup, Solheim Cup, and the Open. Experience golf like you never have before from Royal Port Rush, Royal County Down, Port Marnock, Lahinch. Bally Bunyan or Charlie, let yourself be embraced by the culture and history and feel the warmth of the Irish people who will make you feel as though you have not left home, but returned to it. For more information, log on to Ireland.com.
2: Want to get ball fit like the pros? Now it's easy, just grab your phone and a friend and have them record a video of you hitting a drive. Hello, Senior Tour. I've absolutely smoked that. (laughs) Anyway, submit your video to BridgestoneGolf.com. You'll receive an email showing your stats and the best tour
3: B for your game. So get fit and get better.
0: Sweet. You
3: got me on a good day.
0: Are you ready for golf's biggest season ever? Because we are.
1: The Fairways of Life show is live weekdays at 8 a.m. Eastern time and 24-7 on demand as a digital radio and streaming television show. Download the Fairways of Life app and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Log in to fairwaysoflife.com for more information.
4: Are you an E or a C? Both have Ridgeback. These are loaded with tech. Which one are you gaming? Definitely E for me.
1: It's just
3: so forgiving. I'm definitely an E. C is for Cheka. What else? C is for kill it. C is me, low spinning bombs. So, are you an E or a C? Hmm,
0: I don't know. Hey, wait a minute.
3: Pound for pound, nothing comes close.
1: Created without the constraints of time or money, PXG golf clubs are the most technologically advanced available today. And they are a perfect union of art science, and engineering. And the PXG experience is unlike any you've had before. After you've been custom fit, your clubs will be built to exacting standards and your exact specs in the USA. So when you hear it, you know, PXG, nobody builds golf clubs the way we do, period. Welcome back to the Fairways of Life show on the road again this week. I'm just outside of NBC Sports. HQ will be hosting Golf Central again tonight. Again, thanks for all the kind comments that we've been getting on social media from our work on ESPN Plus with PGA Tour Live over the last week and then up here uh, back at NBC and Golf Channel. It's going to be a pretty day up here today in New York City. I was watching the the local news. Uh, We're just outside of New York City, and the forecast is supposed to be, I think, low 60s today. It's going to get cold and kind of nasty towards the weekend, but for the moment enjoy what's out there. Cause it is very pretty indeed. Now what's out there with this uh, live golf investments is a lot of uh, turmoil. I would, I would say, but there are a lot of comments as well. Dom, what are you hearing back from some of the people as we're on the air live on this Tuesday?
4: Oh, uh, well, there's quite a bit coming in actually, Matt. Um, some of it is very interesting. This is obviously a hot button issue sort of in the, in the golf universe. And with golf fans, uh, for good reason, I think. it's We haven't really seen anything like this. I know that – and you know the history much better than I do. But I know that uh, was it was in the early 80s when Norman tried to sort of do a world tour type thing. The early 90s, that yeah. That never really got off the ground. So this is way
1: Wait a minute, Dom. Be- just so we provide proper historical context. He proposed a world tour. Tim Fincham and the PGA tour created the World Golf Championships, of which there is one this week. That WGC stands for World Golf Championships. There was, even not that long ago, seven of them. There are barely any left now. But that started with these co-sanctioned events. And that concept came about in fairness. Now the tour, I don't I don't know. The background to their perspective on WGC, as if that was something they were working on for a long time. I don't know, but from Greg Norman's perspective, that was his idea. And the tour said, "No, instead of allowing a new world tour to develop outside of us, we're going to do it. We're going to do it on our own." Uh, it, and it's not unlike the what we're hearing about the tour possibly putting together a team series as well. So they, they're smart and they react competitively to the marketplace. But go ahead.
4: So, <clears throat> some of the info, some of the stuff that's coming in here, uh, maybe Phil becomes the face of Live Golf for 200 million plus, question mark. Okay. Will Live Golf be on TV? Obviously, referring to this event series. I did see somewhere, at least right now, that they're planning on live streaming, I believe, and I'm assuming through their site at some point, but... With the amount really? of money that they're spending, Matt, I don't know how they wouldn't get a deal on television. Money is money, and, yeah, but to, you don't, and Norman has strong ties with Fox, and and well, Fox he doesn't have strong ties he was USDA with Fox. Deal and then they, to back to NBC, so I, I yeah, but he. Didn't, I, I can't again, but give but proper
1: I mean, context to all of this. The, Greg Norman doesn't necessarily have strong ties to Fox. He was with Fox, and then they let him go. When he, was, when he was doing uh, the, the U.S. Open. Um, more recently, he was doing the, the radio coverage of the Masters, and once again, he was there one year, and in this case, he's gone. Uh, he's been replaced. Uh, they're going to have Mike Tirico and Curtis Strange doing the, the radio coverage. So I don't know why, from a broadcast perspective, Greg Norman outwears his welcome so quickly, but he has. Now, having said that, that has zero to do with – whether an event does or does not get on television because they don't need to get a deal from a major media company for that to be televised. So much of what's on television today. And I think we all realize this, but if not, here's the the revelation. So much of what's on television today is actually paid airtime. So an event goes to whichever carrier, whichever media company, whichever network, and they say, how much, to get this televised. And the network sits back and goes, um, let's see, it's going to cost you a billion dollars. And they go, okay, fine. I'll do it. (laughs) That's right. So it's, it's, I'm actually surprised they're not on yet, but if they want to be with the uh, seemingly the kind of money that they have behind them to do what they want to do, they can do whatever they want that, that can and will happen. I
4: believe. Also keep in mind the people that they've been signing, um, for example, uh, Kerry Taylor is their new chief marketing. They, they announced executive signings like four or five or six in a row, like yeah. in the last two or three months. Huge big uh, name people. these aren't people. just random. Yeah. yeah, these aren't random people. This guy, Carrie Taylor that I'm mentioning, he was the executive vice president of entertainment for Viacom CBS for years. He had oversight over MTV, Comedy Central, Paramount, 180 Markets. I mean, the people that they've brought into their fold – Uh, against strong ties to the entertainment industry in various levels and in various ways. So this is, I I think, like you just mentioned that it's going to be on TV where it's going to be on TV. We don't know. And when we're still not sure, but I would be absolutely my jaw would drop if it didn't end up on TV by June. Um, a couple other things coming in. If enough players in PIP winnings move to live schedule then PGA Tour long-term would have to let them back. TV advertising and coverage will drive direction. That is not exactly correct, but it's an interesting comment. Andrew, do you have the PIP? We still have the top 10 uh, who won the money there. Most of those players have publicly said, no, thank you. Not interested, never. So I don't think that any of those people are going to sort of head in that direction towards this Live Golf Series. But like we just said earlier Matt, there's gonna be some surprising names that make the jump.
1: Yeah, I think I think the safe bet the comment that you made is that it's it's going to be <laughs> I don't want to say second tier players because that's an unfair way to categorize them, but it's going to be the level just below the 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 best of the best because the names that you were talking about, Dom, the big names, they've they already make so much money and they have so much cash coming in that I don't know if they're as easily swayed by, you know, massive purses and, and lucrative opportunities. But if you're the next tier down, uh, then I do think that then this is something that could appeal to them. And I'm not saying that you're not going to get some top player, and I'm not saying you're not going to get some young player too. The other thing that I know about it is that Live Golf Investments is being pretty smart in terms of how they're reaching out to players. And they're going through agents, which shouldn't really surprise anybody because the agent should be handling the business uh, affairs for the different players. But you know, from an agent's perspective, obviously the things that an agent is going to balance is long-term career revenue. As you're looking at the PIP results on your television screen right now, Tiger Woods winning uh, Phil Mickelson, who declared that he had won, but don't really know what happened with that. It was just more bizarreness from Phil. He ended up finishing second, Rory third. Uh, Jordan Spieth fourth fifth was Bryson DeChambeau who is playing this week we're going to go over that in just a second uh, Justin Thomas is sixth uh, Dustin Johnson was seventh Brooks Kepka was eighth John Rahm was ninth Bubba Watson was tenth in the pip results and, and 40 million dollars was spread around amongst those players and there was a great deal of discussion about that good and bad in terms of what people thought so what else I'm more curious about what some of the other people are thinking what are you hearing
4: Uh, A couple other items. Let's see here, because there's lots of stuff coming in. Uh, I've been turned off to outrageous contracts in the NFL, NBA, etc., to the point that I hardly ever watch those sports anymore. Golf is headed that way for me, too. Not specifically to that point, but one thing I do think is interesting, a bit hypocritical, is that this same media that is talking about how awful all of this is. Will be every one of these entities will be sending reporters to that first event in June. It will get a ton of coverage. There'll be lots of stories about it. They'll be interviewing players who are in the field. It's going to get a ton of coverage for an event that the media seemingly right now is saying, "We need to boycott this. This is bad on all levels." Well that's yeah, but wait, a minute, not, wait a minute, It's just, just not going to happen.
1: One second from that. I don't, I don't have a problem with somebody criticizing the media. they're more than welcome to. But how do you have it both ways? What I'm saying is, is that if there's a criticism of the media, in this case, this individual is saying the media hates it, but yet they're still going to cover it. And and obviously trying to illustrate a hypocrisy to say, well, if the media hates it and thinks this shouldn't even happen, they should boycott it. and They shouldn't cover it. Then the media is not doing their job. The media, just like everybody else, has their opinions. The problem with media is when they have an opinion that is hidden and it becomes an agenda to try to influence your opinion of what should be done. If someone within the media has a strong opinion and they voice that opinion, more power to them. We have a choice as consumers of said media. If we're going to take that opinion, absorb it, maybe agree with it, maybe disagree with it. What have you, that's our business. If their business is that they hate something and they're going to be honest enough to tell us, good. But after that, to say that media is being hypocritical, if that's the message, by not covering an event and why they should rather be boycotting the event, that's not media. Media's job is to provide you with the facts, otherwise it's an editorial. And I'm okay with editorials too. I'm okay with them when they are known as editorials. I'm not okay with agendas behind the scenes. To try to set the path of something without you having explicit knowledge of what's being said and why. So in the case of media covering the event, just like this media will cover that event. You guys decide if you do or do not want to consume it. You guys are the consumer of that event. Our job is to tell you what's happening. Again, I am fine with editorial content, and you know we do plenty of it here. I like when people in the media are honest about how they feel. But when they start to take those feelings and they let it guide how, when, where, what they do, particularly, as I mentioned, three times already, when it's hidden behind an agenda to try to influence you. And, and as I'm saying that, everybody out there, you're all going to be shake your head and go, oh, we know what that is because we've seen it all the time. An effort to influence us to think one way or another. To me, that's not what media's job is. Media's job is to report all of us on the other side of it watching it. Now I'm talking as a consumer. It's up to us to decide how it, how it impacts us. Go ahead, Don.
4: Uh, just a couple other quick things. There's various comments coming in about Phil not playing in the Masters. Some positive, some yeah. negative. Um, obviously, it's again it's a bit of a hot button issue, and there's a lot of speculation. We don't know, we don't have the answers, but um, it is interesting and it is unfortunate. I will say, I will say it's going to be interesting to see if he shows his face there, because he'll get surrounded like a pack of wolves. that will try to attack him for the for the Masters dinner. The Champions Dinner. I would imagine he would probably show up for that anyway, uh, but I don't know. I yeah, guess but we're he's not going to wait be. To find he, out.
1: Even if he did, though, he won't be surrounded by anybody. You, remember, this is the Masters. The Masters makes their own rules. Uh, I've talked to you for years and years about the fact that uh, what happened with Tiger Woods and part of the reason why his downfall was so acute was the way that Tiger and his team managed the media. And Phil did the exact same thing until just a few weeks ago. And the the message was, you play the game by our rules. And if you don't, then you won't get access. Now, it so happens that the reign of Tiger Woods and the reign of Phil Mickelson has been during the greatest reduction of golf writers in the history of the game as a percentage. Are those two responsible for it? No, that's not what I'm saying. Economics is what's responsible for it. It's a lot cheaper to to buy golf coverage from the Associated Press than it is to have a staff writer that's going to cover events that you have to pay for the travel and everything else goes with it. That's the harsh reality of what's going on. But if you were a reporter in XYZ City and say you covered a lot of different sports, maybe you weren't even a sports reporter, you're just a reporter. And your assignment editor said, hey, why don't you go out to that event? I want to find out what steakhouses uh, Tiger and Phil like to go to in XYZ City. This is go, go back 10, 12 years. And you showed up, and you were one of those reporters that was on the naughty list. You weren't getting access. Biggest story of the game. Week in and week out, biggest stories in the game. And the people that you work for go, um... We can't get anything. We can't get any comments directly from Tiger. We've been shut out because, because of comments that you made about this or that. It's a precarious position for that person to be in. Now, I don't notice that as much from Tiger Woods. The last time I saw a real flare-up in this regard in terms of that kind of almost Machiavellian control of the media was when Brando Chambly put out an article on Tiger, I believe it was 2013, and graded him with an F, remember that for a season implying that Tiger had cheated and et cetera, et cetera. Uh, and then Tiger and his team went into overdrive with threats uh, saying that if you don't, essentially I'm paraphrasing, but if you don't get rid of Brando Chambly, he was going after golf channel, then uh, access is going to be shut off again, the same formula I'm telling you about. It's just never spoken about. And Golf Channel and NBC stood behind Brandel Chamblee. Now he issued an apology, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, his, his thoughts and opinions on, on Tiger Woods have have changed dramatically since that time. Influenced by? Don't know. You'd have to ask uh, Brando about that, but they have. Uh, and since that time, um, Tiger obviously has reclamated his own public image. And I do think in a lot of ways Tiger is different, in fairness. Um he came back to win the tour championship. He came back to win the masters. Once again, Uh, it was a treat to see him and Charlie playing uh, last December at the PNC. So there's a lot of things that have changed in that. So the Phil formula, and I think from Phil and his team very much learned it from what they saw with how Tiger and his team handled the whole media, Phil and his team were very much the same. And because of the way the rules are structured within the PGA tour itself, players don't speak against other players. So, When all of this hit the fan for Phil Mickelson over the last few weeks, I can tell you that I was getting text messages from players. It's hard to believe what I'm about to tell you. I was getting text messages from players saying, this is not an aberration. This was not a mistake. This is who Phil Mickelson is. This is the messages I was getting. I'm not telling you my opinion on it. I'm telling you what I was getting from his peers. They're saying what he's what's happening to Phil here. He is deserved. So even the players apparently saw all of this going on and saying, "Okay, enough enough." So and then, having said all that, just not to weave it all back to Phil, Phil, Phil all the time, but he he is a, a flashpoint. That's why we're talking about this with the Masters. Um, there are at least, in my knowledge, at least one book coming out on Phil Mickelson. Al- Alan uh, Shipnuck's book. I saw he put up social media posts out there yesterday uh, where he was doing the, the voiceover for the book. I, I don't know where I, I think it him. I couldn't tell. I think it was out of New York, but I'm not positive. Can't remember. Um, and my understanding is, is that the guy that Phil was associated with in the insider trading where that guy, his name was, I believe Billy Walters went to prison He's out. And I've heard rumor that he's going to write a book. So there's a lot of stuff swirling around Phil Mickelson right now. Maybe it's fair to say a lot of stuff is catching up. I don't know if that is or not, but uh, there is a lot of stuff swirling around him. Go ahead, Don. What else you got?
4: Well, I don't, there's not much else there. I mean, again, a lot of comments coming in from Phil, on the Phil stuff. But the last thing, it's just a comment from me. And I've said this to you and on the show before, with regards to the Live Golf events, being on television and being consumed, I think a majority, more than 50% of the people who will be watching the event will have no idea that it has strong ties to Saudi money. They're going to say, oh, it's Bryson versus Phil, or oh you know, this guy's a teammate with this guy and they're playing in this unique format on a Wednesday night on network television. This is cool. This is different. I'm going to watch this. It's, it's weird to say it out loud, but I would say it's kind of good for golf fans. It's more golf to consume. It's being consumed in a different way, probably at a different time and, you know, different format. As you mentioned, 54 holes, no cut, you know, shotgun starts. I'm sure they will be tooling around with that a little bit and make it even more unique. So, People will be watching this as just sports fans and golf fans who have no idea about all the stuff that we're talking about, all this gray area. They're just going to be, they're going to have no idea. It's going to have no effect on it.
1: I, I I can't disagree with you on that, Dom. I, I definitely think that that's, I mean, that, that's what's happening right now in a lot of ways. If you, if you go into, if you really peel back the layers of the onion And if you are so morally repulsed as to the source of funds, then shouldn't there be an in-depth investigation done as to where those funds also exist? What companies, what products do you live and breathe on that are heavily invested by that same fund? What other sports do you consume, gleefully, happily, that are also backed by at least in part by that fund. So, and as I mentioned, if, if it's going to be based on moral repulsion, then we have to be cognizant and acknowledge the hypocrisy that there are human rights abuses taking place in countries right now that have either hosted until very recently, like Russia, the DP World Tour or host currently, like China, that can be criticized for for their history and their and their conduct as to the way they treat human beings. So this this is deep, and I'm not trying to give a buy to Live Golf Investments. I haven't given you my opinion yet, but all I'm saying is is that when you take all of this in, it, it's it's interesting to me how. Seemingly, in this case, there is an allowance to compartmentalize. And maybe it's because of the scale uh, in terms of of a percentage of what they do and the atrocities. But it is very interesting, nonetheless. We'll see how it plays itself out. All right, so when we come back, I will get to the Nellie Corda story. She's not playing this week. Uh, Blood clot in her arm. I'll give you the details that we have when we come back. And I want to do a breakdown of the brackets and the groups for the WGC match play. Boyne Golf provides the ultimate world-class golf destination with 10 championship-caliber courses spanning three resorts. Centered in Michigan's northern lower peninsula, the courses are the products of some of the game's masters, including Robert Trent Jones Sr., Arthur Hills, and Donald Ross. From the all-inclusive vacation package's elite instruction with the Boyne Golf Academy, tournaments, and so much more, Boing Golf truly offers an unrivaled Michigan golf vacation experience. Just log on to boinggolf.com.
0: Today, there are smarter phones, smarter cars, smarter everything. So Bridgestone Golf's engineers thought, why not a smarter golf ball? Introducing the new Tour B with a smart reactive IQ cover that delivers more power off your driver and more control off your wedges. Try Bridgestone's new Tour B with reactive IQ cover. The smarter Tour Bowl.
1: The Fairways of Life show is live weekdays at 8 a.m. Eastern time and 24-7 on demand as a digital radio and streaming television show. Download the Fairways of Life app and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Log in to fairwaysoflife.com for more information.
0: Ben Hogan demanded perfection in every golf club that bore his name. We still do. Exceptional quality. Exceptional craftsmanship, exceptional price. Order your custom-built equalizer 2 wedges at BenHoganGolf.com. Are you ready for golf's biggest season ever? Because we are. Our certified fitters are waiting to fit you for free with the latest clubs from Callaway, TaylorMade, Cobra, Titleist, and more. Plus, shop the latest gear and apparel from all your favorite brands experience golf's biggest selection under one roof don't just shop this season shop with the pros at the pga tour superstore
1: created without the constraints of time or money pxg golf clubs are the most technologically advanced available today and they are a perfect union of art science and engineering And the PXG experience is unlike any you've had before. After you've been custom fit, your clubs will be built to exacting standards and your exact specs in the USA. So when you hear it, you know, PXG, nobody builds golf clubs the way we do, period. Welcome back to the Fairways of Life show on this Tuesday, coming to you from just outside of NBC Sports HQ. And we are just outside of New York City, where it's expected to be in the low 60s today and sunny and absolutely beautiful day. I hope wherever you are, you get a chance to get out, maybe hit a hit some golf balls or at least spend some time outside, because I know it's been a long, cold winter, as they say. All right, Nellie Corda, her hiatus is going to extend a little bit longer. This is from Beth Ann Nichols from Golf Week magazine. She writes... Nellie Corda is not in the field for this year's JTBC Classic. The LPGA has confirmed, a world number two announced on social media on March 13th that she'd been diagnosed with a blood clot in her arm and that she was at home resting. Quote, I am currently at home getting treatment to further. But to eliminate further risks, end quote, Corda wrote, originally scheduled to compete in the event after taking off the Asian swing, Corda last heated up on the LPGA in February at the LPGA Drive-On Championship. The deadline to sign up for the Chevron Championship this year's first major is late Tuesday afternoon. Corda has finished in the top three of the event the past two seasons. This year marks the first time the event will be held uh, at the Dinosaur Tournament Course Will not be, oh, well, it will, the final time that it will be held there. I beg your pardon, I was going to say not be held, but it will be held there. Dinah Shore tournament course at the Mission Hills Country Club in Rancho Mirage, California. Corda won four times and the LPGA in 2021, as well as uh, Olympic gold in Tokyo. She was named the Female Player of the Year by the Golf Writers Association of America. The JTBC Classic uh, is in Carlsbad, California. It marks the debut of world number one Jin Young-Ko on U.S. soil this year. She competed once at the HSBC Women's World Championship in Singapore and won before taking the next two weeks off. Last year's wire-to-wire champion, NB Park, returns to Carlsbad, as does Lydia Ko, Minji Lee, Daniel Kang, Se-Young Kim, Lexi Thompson, and... Uh, Leona McGuire. So uh, wishing Nellie Corda the very best with whatever she's dealing with there as as far as the blood clot goes and any information that we get on that, we are certainly going to pass along to you. As to the WGC match play, this Dell Technologies match play, which is a World Golf Championship event, Uh, As you guys know, so far today I've referenced, what, Golf Digest. I just did an article from Golf Week. Here's one from golfchannel.com. 16 groups set at the WGC Dell Technologies Match Play at Austin Country Club. It is credited to Golf Channel Digital. And they write as follows. Here are the 16 groups for round-robin play at the WGC Dell Technologies Match Play Championship. The player with the most points in each pool will advance to Saturday's scheduled round of 16 in Austin. Group 1 is John Rahm, Patrick Reed, Cameron Young, and Sebastian Munoz. The schedule is as follows. Tomorrow, Rahm versus Munoz, Reed versus Young. Thursday will be Rahm versus Young and Reed versus Munoz. And then Friday, Rahm versus Reed, Young versus Munoz. And, you know, you talk about good guys, bad guys in the game, right? Those who wear the white hat, those who wear the black hats, et cetera, using the old Westerns as an example. A uh, Reed versus Rom on Friday, which one of those players wears which hat is your own choice. But that, I think, is going to be compelling. Group two, Colin Morikawa, Jason Kokrak, Sergio Garcia, and Robert McIntyre. Uh, just call me Bob, as he told us on here. Wednesday is Morikawa versus McIntyre, Kokrak versus Garcia. Thursday, Morikawa versus Garcia, Kokrak versus McIntyre. Friday is Morikawa versus Kokrak, Garcia versus McIntyre. Group three. Hovland, Zalatoris, Tringali, and Straka. Wednesday's rounds, Hovland versus Straca, Zalatoris versus Tringali. Thursday will be Hovland versus Tringali, and Zalatoris versus Straca. Friday will be uh, Hovland versus Zalatoris, and then uh, Tringali versus Straca. Okay, group four, Patrick Cantlay, Sunjay M., Seamus Power, and Keith Mitchell. So Wednesday will be Cantley versus Mitchell, M versus Power. Thursday will be Cantley versus Power, uh, M versus Mitchell. Friday will be Cantley versus M, Power versus Mitchell. And remember, if they are tied in these groupings, they go to a playoff. That's why this is going to be a fun, fun week. Group five, Scotty Scheffler, Matt Fitzpatrick, Tommy Fleetwood, and Ian Poulter. Here's the schedule. Tomorrow will be Scheffler versus Poulter. Fitzpatrick versus Fleetwood Thursday. Scheffler versus Fleetwood. That'll be fun. Fitzpatrick versus Poulter. That'll be fun too. Friday will be Scheffler versus Fitzpatrick and Fleetwood versus Poulter on Friday. That's another one that I'm really looking forward to. Group six: Justin Thomas, defending champion Kevin Kisner, Mark Leishman, and Luke List. Wednesday's schedule will be as follows: Thomas versus List, Kistner versus Leishman. Thursday: Thomas versus Leishman. Kistner versus List, and then Friday, Thomas versus Kistner, which I know everyone's going to be looking forward to, Leishman versus List. Group seven, Xander Shoffley, Tony Finau, Lucas Herbert, and Takumi uh, Kanaya. Wednesday will be Shoffley versus Kanaya, Finau versus Herbert. Thursday will be Shoffley versus Herbert, Finau versus Kanaya, and then Friday, Shoffley versus Finau and Herbert versus Kanaya. It is possible for those of you listening going, wait a minute, with the way the, the group round robin goes, isn't it possible that by Friday when one player is playing another that that other player is effectively eliminated or both of them are in a position where they won't get enough points? It is. It's entirely possible. A group eight, Dustin Johnson, Max Homa, Matthew Wolf, and Mackenzie Hughes. Wednesday will be Johnson versus Hughes, Homa versus Wolf. Thursday will be Johnson versus Wolf, Homer versus Hughes. Friday will be Johnson versus Homer, Wolf versus Hughes. Group nine, Bryson DeShambeau. Told you he's in. Taylor Gooch, Lee Westwood, and Richard Bland. Wednesday will be DeShambeau versus Bland, Gooch versus Westwood. If you had to play against, you were Richard Bland coming in as a veteran campaigner and you knew you were going up against Bryson DeChambeau, wouldn't you want to go up against this Bryson DeShambeau? Because I hope that he's fully healed and, and his wrist and hip and everything are feeling good. But at least he's got to have some rust. Thursday, DeChambeau versus Westwood. Looking forward to that one too. Gooch versus Bland. And then Friday, DeChambeau versus Gooch. Westwood versus Bland. Group 10. Louis Ustazen, Paul Casey, Corey Connors, and Alex Norin. Wednesday, Ustazen versus Norin, Casey versus Connors. Thursday, Oustazen versus Connors, Casey versus Norin. Friday, Oustazen versus Casey, and Connors versus Noren. Group 11, Jordan Spieth, Adam Scott, Justin Rose, Keegan Bradley, uh, the major champions grouping. Wednesday will be Speeth versus Bradley, Scott versus Rose. I don't know why that one, I, I'm looking forward to that one too. Spieth versus Rose on Thursday, Scott versus Bradley, and then Friday, Speeth versus Scott, Rose versus Bradley. Any one of those matches to me are compelling. Group 12. Billy Horschel, Billy Horschel's defending champion. What did I say Kevin Kistner? He was in. it was Billy Horschel defense. Uh, Tom, Thomas Peters, Tom Hoagie and Minwoo Lee. Wednesday will be Horschel versus Lee, Peters versus Hoagie. Thursday will be Horschel versus Hoagie and Peters versus Lee. And Friday will be Horschel versus Peters, Hoagie versus Lee. All right. Group 13. Terrell Hatton, Daniel Berger, Siwoo Kim, Christian Bezaydenhout. Wednesday will be Hatton versus Bezaydenhout, Berger versus Kim. Thursday will be Hatton versus Kim, Berger versus now, and then Friday, Hatton versus Berger, Kim versus now. Group 14, Joaquin Neiman, Kevin Na, Russell Henley, Maverick, McNeely. Wednesday, uh, Neiman versus McNeely, Na versus Henley. Thursday, Neiman versus Henley, Na versus McNeely. Friday, Neiman versus Na, Henley versus McNeely. Group 15, Abraham answer, Webb Simpson, Brian Harmon, Boba. Wednesday, uh, answer versus Watson. Simpson versus Harmon. Thursday will be Answer versus Harmon. Simpson versus Watson. Ooh. Friday, answer versus Simpson and Harmon versus Watson. Group 16. The final. Brooks Kepka, Shane Lowry, Harold Varner the third, and Eric Van Royan. Wednesday will be Kepka versus Van Royen, uh, Lowry versus Varner the third. Thursday will be Kepka versus Varner the third. Lowry versus Van Royan. Friday will be Kepka versus Lowry. Uh, Varner the third versus Van Royan. Okay, so there you go. We just went through everything for you uh, before we say goodbye though on this tuesday morning let's take a look at how and when and where you can get your coverage uh, remember there's two uh, tour events going on this week because it's a world golf championship There's an opposite field event television coverage as you can see it starts wednesday tomorrow at 2 p.m on golf channel we have it for you at 2 p.m on thursday and friday as well on saturday it will be 10 a.m on golf channel 2 p.m on NBC. sunday it will be 10 a.m on golf channel and 3 p.m on NBC. PGA Tour Live's coverage, which is available on ESPN Plus. Remember, there's four different feeds. Uh, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, it starts at 10.30 a.m. Each of those three days, Saturday at 8.30 a.m., PGA Tour Radio, which can be heard in the PGA Tour app. You can hear it on PJTour.com or if you subscribe to the National Satellite Service Sirius XM. Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday at 2 p.m., Saturday at 10 a.m., Sunday at 11 a.m. The Corrales Punta Cana Championship Golf Channel will have it for you. We start it at 10.30 a.m. on Thursday and Friday, 2 p.m. on Saturday and 2 p.m on Sunday, the JTBC Classic on the LPGA Tour, uh, Thursday and Friday at 9 p.m. on Golf Channel, Saturday and Sunday at 5 p.m. on Golf Channel is when you can find all of your coverage. Thank you so much for your company on this Tuesday. Looking forward to being with you again tomorrow. You can catch me uh, today hosting Golf Central. A uh, first time it will be on will be 4 p.m. Eastern time, and then again at 6 p.m. Eastern time tonight. Have a great one. Bye for now.